Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. The world needs to hear your message and your story, so don't deny the world of that gift within you that the universe has given you. Someone out there needs to hear your story because it will support them in feeling hope, inspired, and even transformed. Do you want to discover how I help get my clients out of their own way, show up, and confidently share their message? I would love to extend an invitation to you to join me in my free masterclass, Start Your Own Podcast from Idea to Implementation, on Wednesday, April 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find the registry link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Hillary DeCesar. She is an award-winning peak performance business and mindset mastery coach, a three-time international best-selling author, and the founder and owner of The Relaunch Company. Welcome, Hillary. I am so excited, honored, and happy to have you here today. How are you? Brad, this has literally been on our calendar. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> I have now had the privilege of, it's always one of those, you meet somebody, but then rarely in today's world are we getting to know them in person. And I have gotten to know you in person and you are even more charming in person than you are on this podcast. (laughs) You're making me blush, Hillary. And I am very grateful that we did finally have the opportunity to meet in person because we've known each other for a while, virtually. Yeah. And we finally got to meet in person in Vegas in October. And yes, we've had this on our calendars a few times and had to change yeah. and shift and all of the things. So I am so happy to have you here. So with that being said, let us jump right in. All of those things, all of those hats you wear, Hillary, that's a lot of hats and quite a resume. And it would seem that there's a common thread or tie between all of them. They're tied in very closely together. Business, mindset, performance, being an author, and then your company, of course. First of all, how do you find all the time for this? Secondly, how do you prioritize and how important is prioritization and organization for you? Can we just say I bend time? (laughs) (laughs) You got to teach me how to do that. It is interesting because I remember about probably 10 to 15 years ago, I heard Tony Robbins talk about at that point, I think he had over 30 companies. I thought, how the heck does he do that? And I was in the process of building yet another company out of the Silicon Valley. And there were a couple opportunities that were coming my way that I didn't want to pass up. But I thought, how am I going to leverage that keyword that we always talk about, Mm -hmm. leverage my time? And I love how you said all the hats, because I think of it like Curious George and remember the man with the yellow (laughs) yellow hat. Yeah, Yeah, the yellow hat. And he had all of these things. And I'm like, it's such a profound question because we limit ourselves. We do. Right? We say, oh, well, you have to only have one business. You have to be focused. If you lose the focus, then it won't work out. And I did more research, and you're going to notice this a lot in the interview. I am a growth junkie. I love expanding. It is one of my core values is growth. And I wanted to understand how do you actually do that? Even like neuroscience-wise, how do you make your time 
And by the way, one of my core values is freedom. I worked in high tech Oracle, the behemoth for almost 10 years. And I felt like the shackles were on. I felt, (laughs) oh my gosh. And when I finally got out of there, I'm like, I will never go back to corporate. (sighs) Newfound freedom. And the way I looked at it was this. I literally have this thing called the RISE tool. And you prioritize based on it, based on relevancy, based on the impact, based on sustainability, because a lot of times you can't sustain lots of different things going on, and energy. And I like to say that I am a CEO, but I am a chief energy officer. That's like my jam. I love it. I love that term, Hillary, chief energy officer. I love it. And here's the thing. When you start to realize what lights you up, where are you drained? What are you doing? Because you can't, and I can guarantee you this, you cannot, and I'm underlining it, (laughs) you do everything in your business, whether it's one business, five businesses, 10 businesses, you can't, and you shouldn't. And so what I teach people is that you have to stay in your G zone. And what is that G zone? It's your growth zone. It's your gratitude. I am so grateful to be doing what I'm doing, loving what I'm doing, impacting who I'm impacting. But then there's also, we call it the genius zone. I call it your great zone, where you are in flow where you are like energetically just there. And so when you look at growth, gratitude, you look at your great zone, and then you also look at the goal zone. (laughs) And that's all part of the G zone. And so as you start to look at the activities that you're doing in your business, are they high value for you as the CEO of yourself, the entrepreneur of you? And when you start to put things down to the capacity of, if I do this for the next hour, I can't be doing that. And so you start to realize the power of leveraging your virtual assistants, your executive assistant. It is the most important first hire, second hire, 25th hire that you can be doing. (laughs) And so how I do it is really around looking at my priorities through the RISE tool and then really looking at it from my own G-zone of keeping me where I'm supposed to be and not having me go down. Because remember, energy, vibrational Mm -hmm. energy. When you are operating at a low level, you're like, I don't even like doing this. I'm not good at doing this. Mm -hmm. There is a vibration that you're sending into whatever you're working on. And everything is energy. Everything has a vibration. And so if you're doing that, think about it. What you're going to be putting out will resonate with where you supercharged it. And so Mm -hmm. I always look at it like, yikes. I better not be doing this if it's not in my G zone. I better have somebody else who really likes to do that, put it out there, put it together, because then I know when we're putting it out there, it will resonate. Law of resonance. What you put out will resonate with that energetic level. I love it. Look at that. Two mic drop moments already. The G zone and the chief energy officer. I love it. You're already bringing the heat. I expected nothing less. I'll stay on the full time. (laughs) (laughs) Now, with all the hats you wear, I'm very curious, what does your morning routine look like and how important is that? 
So I used to be one of those people that I would get up at 3 a.m. And there was a badge of honor getting out emails before everyone else in the world was awake. (laughs) Whether it was staying up really late, I'm going to hit them with their first email or whether it was me. I was in California at that point and I would literally just go right at it. And unfortunately, I had a life relaunch and you've heard the company that Mm -hmm. I have created is relaunch. And we all have relaunches in our life. We all have, whether they're professional whether they are personal, whether they're global relaunches, they're all hitting us. They're all impacting us. Whether you realize it or not, the stress levels of all of it coming together, especially another one that I call that's your midlife. I call it the mid zone because this is the time, and I do have to say, Brene Brown said, you're, okay, this is the greatest. Your midlife is 35 until you're dead. So it's a wide area, but where I want you to be thinking is when you start to look at this time period and when you're really focused on what you're going to be going through as a mid-life, mid-zone person, a lot of things come at you. You have your kids are aging up, empty nesters, you've got relationships, that are dissolving, that are Mm -hmm. coming together, right? We've had a divorce. And during this time, I ended up getting melanoma and I ended up having terrible reaction to all of it. And I was so sick. And the doctor said, you're going to have to, you are the dictionary definition of burnout. And I'm like, oh, is this the burnout zone? He's Yes, this is, you are in the zone of burnout. You got to make some changes. And I went home from that meeting and I had just been traveling. I was raising capital for one of my companies and I was traveling all over the world. And I thought, I'm really going to take to heart what he said. And I decided that I would not look at email, look at my text on my phone until 9 a.m. What? What is that? That's huge from 3 a.m. to 9 a.m. Huge. (laughs) And so I started to think and I started to do more research into this. Mm -hmm. And I came up with there's something that I do every single morning. And I've done this for, I'm telling you, 15, 20 years. Music has always lit me up. Music Mm -hmm. is my church. Music is how I get out of funks, it's how I begin to operate at a higher level. Even coming on this podcast today, I've got this great process called the tune-in process, four-step process, and I'll teach it to you and take you through it if you'll let me later. Yes, I would love that. But the thing that I noticed is when I first wake up, I think, what's my song of the day? What's going to supercharge my song? And here's the thing. My husband, he always gets up a little bit earlier and he likes to read three different papers and all these (laughs) things. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake. So by the time I come down, I do a little dance to whatever my song of the day is. No joke, everyone. I swear I do this. I dance around and it can be like Rolling Stones. It could be Taylor Swift. It can be like African 
Mexican music. I'm really into that now. It can be like chakra clearing. Like he doesn't know what he's going to get. And I come down and that gets us connected. He literally stops because he's like so interested in what I'm going to do. And then I sit down and I've got this great deck of cards and it's it gives me like a message that I need to hear and I read it. And then I go into, there's always some type of audio book that I'm listening to and I listen for five, 10 minutes just to kind of get my head. What are some growth? What could I be thinking about? Newness, love that. And then from there, I usually, which I love, I'm a big outdoor person. Have you heard about this grounding, this earth? Yes, I have. I've watched a couple documentaries about it. It's amazing. I love it. For those that don't know that are hearing this, it's about what's happened since rubber-soled shoes has Mm -hmm. hit us and how this blocks us from actually energetically connecting to Mother Earth that has all of these ions and all the protons and neurons and all these great things that have always been helpful in reducing our stress. And I am the first person I put on my Uggs. They've got that thick rubber sole. I mean, (laughs) I never touch the earth. And it used to be something so important to me because I lived in LA and I love the beach and I go into the sand and I go into the ocean and I love just to have that connection. And then I lost it. We all lose it. And we're always wearing shoes. So now I go out and I did this with a girlfriend on Saturday. It was so fabulous. We actually, living in Boulder, we haven't had a lot of really warm days. And this was not by any means warm, but it was sunny. There was sun. It wasn't snowing. And we had tea and sat and just put our feet into the ground. And it was such a beautiful thing. And for those that know, I did have melanoma. I always have a hat on. I always have my sunglasses. I'm always covered, but it was early in the morning and I did have sunblock on and I just sat there and the beautiful sun hit my face. And so I try to incorporate something earth about it, whether it's touching something. I just, and I just ground myself and that's my time for connecting. Some may call it meditation. Some may call it just, what do I need to hear today? And that's my my beginning. And I love Mm. it. And when I don't do it. And when things get rescheduled and I start too early, like usually my Mondays, it's really difficult to put in my whole process because I do start so early with team calls. Yeah. But when I get to do it, it changes everything about my day. And when you don't do it, you feel it. There's a difference. You can feel that difference when you fall off of your schedule and your routine. You feel it for sure. I do, but I have a solution. Of course you do. Yeah, I do. And it's been, I've been coaching people for over 23 years. Even when I was launching other companies, I always kept the coaching going Mm because I love that. And there's a process that I have created over a long period of time called 3HQ. Wrote a book about Mm -hmm. it. And it's like the headquarters of yourself. You've got your head, your heart, and your highest self. Highest self is your G zone. Growth, gratitude, greatness, goals. (laughs) Got to put those in there. Of course. And when I came up with 3HQ, I always had people say, Hillary, that's so great. It's such a big concept. (laughs) And there's so much (laughs) there. Is there a shortcut? We're all looking for the shortcut. We're all always quick fix. We want the silver bullet. And I said, well, that's interesting. What am I doing with my morning routine with that song of the day? And it brought me back to when I was in the car with my daughter. I think your listeners, whether they have kids 
or whether they have nieces, nephews, or they just can understand. Imagine this. I'm in the car with my daughter. She is 13 years old. I'm having to drive her around and she gets in the car and she is just in a foul mood. It's one of those, the energy was just so bad that I literally was thinking, just don't say a word, Hillary. Just don't. <laughs> if you say anything, it's going to just be bad. And I It'll knew- will set off fireworks. Oh, oh, fireworks. Well, my daughter loves to sing. And so she got in and this day was not like all the others. She was depressed sad. I felt like she could cry at any second. And I knew at that point, she's having a tough time at school. She was being bullied. She was having tough time with the boys. So she basically hated everything. She hated school. She hated friends. She hated boys. And she especially hated me. Okay. I was like, oh yeah, I was the root of all evil. So I thought I got to help this kid Mm because this is getting into danger zone. And I was really concerned. And so I thought, okay, she loves music. What could I do? So I said, Rosie, we are going to play a game. She's like, I hate games. (laughs) (laughs) Just go with me. It's called, and I'm like, what the hell could it be called? What the hell is it? What the fuck is it called? Yeah. (laughs) Come on. What is this called? I said, it's called Change the Channel. Change the Channel. You love music, and I'm going to pretend to hit a button in the car. And when I hit it, I'm going to say, you have to sing something. And until I switch the station, you have to continue to do the song. Okay? (laughs) So it could be Taylor Swift. It could be Rolling Stones. It could be anything. You have to just go with it. You can think of whatever song you want. So we started to do it. And initially, of course, she was like, this is stupid. (laughs) I don't want to do this. (laughs) But it was funny. Over the next few months, she was starting to get in the car and say, hey, let's do Change the Channel. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So what I noticed is by the time I got her to her location, she was a different person. Mm -hmm. So I started to play around with this concept with myself. I thought there are things that I do that sometimes after I come off of one-on-one calls or group calls, there's some heavy-duty relaunches that we're talking about. And next thing I'm talking to someone and I'm supposed to be (laughs) the opposite. I'm supposed to be like energetic and laughing and it's, it's tough to go from one bad negotiations to all of a sudden you're supposed to go into something else. And I thought, I wonder if I could use that process in order to change my own energetic vibration. And so through the years, it's evolved and it's called the tune in process and it's four easy steps and it does map to three HQ. Are you game? Are you willing to do? Absolutely. 100% Hillary. Okay. So step one, and I love Mm -hmm. this. I'm just going to take a step back. Einstein said, you can't solve a problem at the conscious level it was created. Can't solve a problem at the conscious level it was created. And when I first heard that, I thought, what the hell does that mean? That is so over my (laughs) grade. I have no idea. But as I got more and more in neuroscience and I have a psychology degree and I've been studying neuroscience for over 10 years, I started to be like, oh, energetic. You've got to elevate yourself because if you're trying to solve a problem, it's a problem. So you're at a low energetic level or you'd be able to solve it. So this is where we bring in step one is all about the head. The head is where we are consciously thinking. So I want you to think of, and I want you to share with us, either Mm -hmm. your biggest challenge that you're having right now in your business, Mm -hmm. your personal life, or an intention that you want to put out there. What would be a challenge or an intention that you're willing to share with us? Challenge would be monetization. Okay, great. 
I'm just writing this down. So monetization. Mm -hmm. And as you think about monetization, I want you to think about the challenges that you have, right? Mm -hmm. And that's step one. You're in your head. Step two is where we're going to actually change the channel. And in order to do that, I need you to go to your highest self where you are Mm -hmm. energetically at a higher level. And the Mm -hmm. way I do it is I get you to tune in to your power song. And so I want to ask you, what is a song that when you hear it, Brad, it lights you up? You cannot be energetically low when you Mm -hmm. hear it. You have to rise up. Oh, man. Okay. Let me just think about that for a second. Rock and roll is dead. Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Rock and roll is dead. Okay. I'm writing it down. Okay. So now you've got this song, Rock and Roll is Dead. And I want you to, and if we were not on a podcast, you would be able to listen to it in the on your phone. But here's the best part. You can actually do it within your own mind, or you can do it outside and hear the song. And either way, it's going to fire up your brain, your mind. Okay. But you have to do it. Neuroscience, you have to actually listen to it for at least 20 seconds to change your state. And so I want you to think about rock and roll is dead. And I want you to take (laughs) it from your head to your toes. Mm -hmm. I want you to move your body. We're changing Mm -hmm. the state. You're hearing it. Mm -hmm. You're smiling. I can see that. (laughs) This is good. For those that don't know the song, just go ahead and put it on one of these days. (laughs) And again, 20 seconds, just hearing it. Let it Mm -hmm. just flow through you. As you're doing this, you can kind of feel like you're tingling, you're elevating yourself, you're moving up. Yeah. You're moving up that whole from low vibration to higher. It's your song. Mm -hmm. From now on, this song is going to be relevant when you're talking about this tune in process for that specific challenge of monetization. Mm -hmm. So again, that's highest self. Part of the three HQ, head, heart, highest self. But now Mm -hmm. step three is I'm going to get you to go into the heart. And the heart is where we have an emotional connection. And so step three is where you get to create your own version. You are the director. You are the star (laughs) of this mini movie in your mind. And it is taking visualization and 10Xing it. So I want you to see yourself. You're Mm -hmm. on a stage. And you now are thinking what monetization would look like for you already done, how it would already, I mean, you might see, you might be in like a a box with money just coming at you like, (laughs) whoa, you're grabbing, but you're the guy that actually grabs the cash. It's not just flowing by you. You have people out there watching you and there Mm -hmm. is a color. There is a color that either you're wearing or you're seeing. And I want you to tune back into your song right now. Tune back in and see what color comes up for you. What color is resonating? This color right here that I'm wearing, the blue. Ooh, so I want you to 10X that blue. I want you to make it so intense. And I want you to start thinking about the emotions that you're having. You are now like monetization. You are actually the coach of monetization. People (laughs) come to you because you've monetized so well. You got this blue color. What emotions are coming up for you right now as you're tuning back? Excitement, happiness, joy, Mm. abundance, love. 
Rock and roll is dead. Come on. That is so now emotionally, you are connected to this. You've intensified the color. Your brain is lighting up. But every good movie has a billboard. Every good movie, maybe it's in Times Square. I want you, when I say click, another neuroscience, we're doing this right now. When I say click, I want you to take an internal picture in your mind. You're going to open your eyes and you're going to close your eyes. That is the shutter of the camera. And you are a unbelievable photographer. <laughs> unbelievable. You. I've seen this guy's work. I'm actually, I, my fingers crossed that I can manifest him working for us in the future. <laughs> but here's the thing. I want you to tune back into your song. And I want you to think about how you're feeling right now. You're on stage. And I'm going to say click. And you're open and close. Click, click. You have three pictures right now. Do you want to use this? Is, do you want to use number one, number two, or number three? What is going to be behind door number one or two or three? What do you, which one do you want to take? Which one are you going to keep? Door number two. Okay. Number two is the image that you will be able to come back to at all times regarding this tune-in process. And now as we go to step four, you're going to tune back into that song, hear it, feel it, see the image. And now you're going to take a micro action because you're elevated. What would be one thing right now? Success loves speed. So we don't want to delay. What could you do right after we're off this interview? What could you go do? A micro action, small, not these grandiose big goals, but a small goal that you could do today around monetization. What would that be? I could email. I put a post out recently looking for connections to female-oriented brands to bring in sponsorship for my podcast. So I could go back, go through those, find an email address and send an email off. Okay. I just want you to do one email. Okay. That's a micro action. All right. That is the tune-in process. Now, every time you start to do anything around monetization... You are going to tune in. And again, this is my, you talk about that neuro performance, peak <laughs> performance hack. This is what people pay me thousands upon thousands of dollars to coach them in. And before I start any one-on-one -on -one session, I have people tune in. <laughs> and so I actually tune in 20 times a day. Anything that I am about to go do deserves me to tune in, elevate myself up. So before I came on the show, I tuned in. I used my power song that I use when I want. And guess what? It took me a little, maybe three or four minutes to take you through it. Yeah. I can do this in less than a minute. You will be able to now say monetization, boom, this is my power song. This is the steps. And you can create more images in your mind. You can add more to your personal mini movie. Imagine if you tuned in five times today around monetization. Imagine you did three. Okay. I'm going to even take you back. In five days, you would have done 15 micro actions that are all highly elevated in a month. You would have Amazing. 60. And so again, people ask, well, is it the same song over? It's the same song when you have something that you are going for. Monetization could mean a lot of different things for you. Right. Every time, this is it. Let's say you're trying to crush a launch. 
Yeah. It could be a different song. Let's say yeah. you're going on stages. You're getting on my podcast. You're yes. doing my TV show where mm-hmm. it's Wake Up with Marcy and Hillary. And you're coming on and you want to bring your A game. You tune in and you have a song that... So I have about five go-to songs that I constantly... Now, I also... This is such a cool hack. Can I give you this? <laughs> I love, Can yes, I do one absolutely. more amazing yes. hack? So AI. AI now has the ability that you can put in your key words that really inspire you. Maybe your word of the year. Maybe it's a song that you really love and you can put that into the block and then you can say, I want it to create a song. And this becomes your affirmation song. So I now have on my phone, not only my songs that I love, my power songs, I also have my personal power song. (laughs) I mean, how cool is that? I love it. And so you can create it. It's short. I think it's less than 20 seconds, but Mm -hmm. it's all mine. And so when I have, I just want to crush this for your audience. I want to bring the highest level of impact to your audience. I can go to my power song and I can listen to it. And it's got my key 20 words that I want to be bringing into my life every day, right? We talk about thoughts and the negative words we want to avoid, the should, the could, the don't, the didn't, even the I am comments we have to be careful with. (laughs) And instead, these are my power words. These are invincible. These are powerhouse. These are ignite, spark. And those words are the ones that I want to try to use as much as possible during my day. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing both of those hacks and process. I love the tune in process. That is so powerful. And I will utilize that going forward. So thank you for that. And it changes. The power song can change for each. As you said, if I'm going onto a podcast or I'm stepping onto a stage to speak, different song. I love it. And so you have your five songs identified and you kind of have them in buckets. Well, this one falls in there and that's how you get faster and faster, but it can never be less than a minute because you still have to tune in. That must take 20 seconds. But I mean, I can be literally jumping from this call I pause for a minute. I, I don't care if I'm even running overtime. I'm, it's what I need to do because yeah. I need to be able to level up for whatever I'm about to go working on. Even the things that you really don't want to be working on <laughs> becomes even more important. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you for sharing that, Hillary. I really appreciate it. I will definitely be utilizing this. I will have to go back and listen back and write the steps down. And <laughs> Well, that's the best part. I actually have it all done for you. It's free. Everyone loves the F-R-E-E word. Yeah, Just go course. to TuneIn Power Tool. TuneInPowerTool.com. TuneInPowerTool. TuneInPowerTool.com. I've written it all. I've okay. also put in a little bit more of the geekiness of neuroscience and- Beautiful. Yeah, it's a good- Well, we'll put that in the show notes too for when we release your episode so people can check it out and get into the tuning in process. I love it. Awesome. So Hillary, I want to jump in and start talking a little bit about your own coaching journey. I mean, you just coached me through something, so I've experienced your coaching. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that I've had conversations with that are coaches that their personal journey or their personal struggle was they've been through their own shit before making the journey into coaching. And of course, as human beings, we've all been through our struggles. We've all had our shit to deal with. But what I found interesting or what I find interesting is that with a lot of these coaches, that particular moment, that particular part of their journey was the catalyst to shift them into the coaching world. Can you share a little bit about your own personal journey? And was that the story for you? I 
thank you for asking this because it's such a unique and different question. And it ties so nicely to this is exactly why I stopped building high tech companies. And I started to realize we all are on relaunch journeys. We all have that shit that happens to us. Whether it was I had a divorce, whether it was I got sick, whether I was a single mom with three little kids trying to manage being a woman that's trying to build a business and also trying to get out there in the real world and start to meet new people and yeah. start to date again. I mean, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but, but it ended up that I just felt like I was in an asteroid storm. It just constantly, these relaunches, big, small. And then there were the positive relaunches too. Yeah. Eventually I met my husband, almost my second husband, almost 10 years ago, but then other things happened and my mom got cancer and died suddenly. And it was just like, and that was a few years ago. And then my dad died. And then I go to write a book and two days before my book launches, my dad passes. I'm oh, like, geez. holy moly. Like how much you know, more? Enough, yeah. Enough already. But this is life. And so I have a podcast called The Relaunch Podcast, and I highlight relaunches that people have been able to get through, whether it is like some of the worst ones you've ever heard. But I always either on video or off, I say, if you could go back and change it, would you? And do you know, I'm now about to celebrate 200 episodes. Congratulations. Not, thank you. Thank you so much. Not one person has ever said, if I could go back and change it, I would. And I agree. Yeah. I wouldn't change my divorce. I wouldn't change my melanoma. I wouldn't change even crazy the passing of my mom. And we were inseparable. I mean, hmm. we were like, oh, like I just thought Laverne and Shirley, but I'm like, wait, not exactly like Ethel and Lucy. Not exactly, but you guys all understand what I'm yes. saying. And it was like a piece of me was taken out. And my identity was attached to a long life because my grandma died at 105. My great-grandmother wow. had 106. Holy my great-grandmother, I mean, women in my family lived a really long time. And all of a sudden my mom dies at 78. And I'm thinking all along, I'm like halfway through my life. My right. mid zone is I'm 50. And I'm like, <laughs> and I realized that this isn't uncommon. And mm. this is actually, we relaunch ourselves all the time. We rebrand ourselves, we reinvent, reignite. And people needed to hear the stories around it. And my stories, my God, it got to be like, people would come to me and say, well, this happened to me. And I'd be like, oh God, I kind of can relate because of this. And I'd be like, what? Like craziness, how so many things had happened and it just resonated with my community. And coaches, a lot of times they get into it because we want to figure ourselves out. There yeah. comes a point where Maslow's hierarchy, right? Self-actualization is at the highest point, but let's not forget what's at the lowest point. And that's that security and food and safety and then love, mm -hmm. right? And connection. And so we have to have those before we can get to that point where we're like truly in our G zone yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's not human to be in without the ups and downs. I can pop in there and I can be in there for a while, but then life will yeah, hit. Yeah, life happens. Out. And so 
for all of the coaches out there, and I have a tremendous amount of coaches because I coach coaches. And a lot of times what I say is that, yeah, you can do the coaching thing. You can learn the steps. This is my step process, step one to <laughs> 75. Yeah. But that's not going to make success happen for your clients. What's going to make success happen for your clients is when you add in neuro performance. The hacks that we just have done today, mm -hmm. the 3HQ, the tune in, that's what elevates people. That's where you see transformation because these relaunches are transitions. They are. They're yep. transitions in our life. They're transitions in our stability. They're transitions in what we consider the norm. And in order to get people to have a transformation from the transition, I often say in 3HQ, I look at the heart part of it and I say, there were a lot of years that I did not like myself. Right. And I thought that the world was just shitting all over me. And a lot of people on stages sit there and say, love yourself, love your life, love, love your business, love all this stuff. And I'm like, that is a bunch of BS because I'm not anywhere near there. How do I get there? Right. Mm -hmm. And I'd come away. I'll never forget. I was at an Oprah Winfrey event. And at the end, she gave us this LED light up bracelet. And after a few days, I was fired up. I mean, this bracelet would turn on and give me a little disco vibe yeah. about every 30 minutes. And then in about three days, it just died. There was no more color. And I looked down at my wrist and I'm like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> this is terrible. What now? I was like, that was leading me. That was my fuel. And yeah. now I don't have it. And so I want people to realize that in order to have lasting change, in order to be a really good coach, and again, 23 years doing this, mm -hmm. right? You have to be able to help people uncover what I call their bugs, their beliefs underground surfacing, those limiting beliefs. Because unless you do that, unless you uncover your own bugs first so that you realize, <laughs> yeah. then you can't help somebody else blast theirs. And so this neuro performance becomes so important for impact and lasting change. And so for those that have gotten their first certification, move to the next level. And that's the way I help people scale their business. Mm -hmm. I help them first understand, okay, this is what is involved. And now let's get you to be able to do it and do this with others. Man, Hillary, you're dropping so much amazing wisdom and so many gems. I love it. <laughs> well, thank amazing. You, thank I'm you. I'm super passionate about this. Yes, I can tell. <laughs> it's just radiating through the screen and hit me in the face. I love it. <laughs> I love it because I'm seeing I'm seeing behind you your fireplace and I'm like, ooh, good vibes. <laughs> How have these experiences helped shape the Hillary you are today, both personally and professionally? I would say that when I look at my own relaunch journeys, and if you were to ask me, would I go back and change anything, all of the heartache, all of the tears, I moved my mom in for her last year into my house. I moved her to a hospice facility and she died two weeks later. I wouldn't change anything. And it shaped me into, I once had my astrology like chart read. And I remember the lady saying, Hillary? You, she had a very deep voice. I was like, oh, is that <laughs> do you realize that you are a late bloomer? And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Because your true magic will come when you're older. 
And I'm like, well, wait a second. What does that mean? And what am I supposed to do? I think it was like early 30s. And I've always thought about that because part of relaunch is rediscovering you and what you really want to do. And as you're in your mid zone, it's kind of like I deal with a lot of people that come to me and say, you know what, what I'm working on right now, what I'm doing right now, who I'm with right now, who I want to be with right now, but it's not working. What tweaks, what things can I do? And I said, well, it's the relaunch process that you need to be thinking about. Think about a relaunch. Launch is you're launching something new. But a relaunch is you're going back to the real you. And I love to kind of walk people through something called Project Get Real. Project Get Real. I have a website around it, but I don't. It's not up and running. I've always bought a domain. I've always loved it. And it's Project Get Real or is it the Get Real Project? It's one or the other. But my attitude is this. It's like when you strip back and you really uncover some of your own things about you that maybe you don't like and you get real and that really that real understanding of who you are what you like about yourself and for some they're like I just have no idea and I'm like okay I get it so what I did when I couldn't really figure it out when I couldn't figure out that hate to love and I felt like I needed my evil Knievel bike to jump over the abyss <laughs> to get there I decided that how was I going to get real with myself and really pull back and say, who am I? And for women especially, so much of who we are is when we are feeling, oh, okay, I'm going to bring my A game. You're all makeuped up. You've got your hair. you got your yeah. outfit, which is great. And it's Beyonce when she brings out Sasha Fierce. It's Mm -hmm. yeah. But we also have to get to the root and we have to be comfortable with that part of it. So what I did, I decided to do an experiment and I did a 30 day. I'm not going to wear any makeup. I'm just going to go au natural. And first off, it made my life so much easier. I felt like my husband, like he was just getting up and looking good. (laughs) And it was interesting. The first couple of days were like, I had to explain myself. I just want to let you know, I'm doing this experiment. And and the women were like, Oh God, I don't know if I want to do that. But eventually I stopped making excuses and I was just there and I was present and I'm like, wow, that really felt good. It's like people who give up alcohol in January, right? Dry January. And initially you're like, oh, just want to let you know, um, uh, you know, Mr. Bartender or waitress, I'm not drinking this month. Do you have? (laughs) Explain it away. It's so interesting. I am doing dry January whenever this films and I'm a big advocate of it because it's getting yourself to be real again. It's getting Mm -hmm. yourself to pay attention, to not let everything out there define you. And it's control, right? It's a form of decisions and it really puts perspective. So I often say, get real, get real with yourself and it will truly lead you into that next chapter that will allow you to find your happiness and your joy. It really will, but you got to take some steps. There's something very powerful in that. I created, I started a project and I have to get back to it. I always do this. I start projects and I get sidetracked and I work on other things. And 
So it reminded me when you're talking about the makeup thing, I started a project called Project Naked, a photography project. And that's what the premise of it was that no makeup, you don't get your hair done. You just come to the studio wearing whatever you feel good in, bring a couple of outfit changes. And I photographed a group of women. I think there were six of them. They were all friends. And that's what we did. I created this project Naked and I wanted to capture women in who they truly were. And I spoke to different women before starting it. And some of them are like, I don't think I could ever do that. I couldn't show up with no makeup and not have my hair done. And But there were a lot of women that embraced this. Yes, this is it. This is. I just want to capture the raw, authentic you, who you are. And what I want to do is put together a coffee table book of these images. But also an element that I added to it was I created a five-question questionnaire. And they had to mm-hmm. fill it out. They had to download it when they signed up. Mm-hmm. They had to bring it, fill it out, bring it to the session. And then after the shoot, we all sat around and talked about the answers. We had a discussion about it. So the Project Naked project, what I want to do is with the coffee table book is have two or three, maybe four images from each woman's shoot on one page and on the corresponding page, the answers to their questions and put that out as a coffee table book. You said at the beginning, Mm -hmm. how does one be able to manage time? And as I'm sitting here, I'm like, you and I are going to collab. We are going to come because I've got Project Get Real or the Get Real Project. And I know it's such a powerful, I've seen it in action. It is like profound. What if, as we're talking about this, we put that out as the challenge and then we bring people together after the 30 days so that they are in their element (laughs) of being able to really have the photo taken. I mean, huge. This would be like, think about that workshop, everybody. Oh, that that would be amazing. Woo! So good. So, hey. Again, well, then we just put it out to the universe. So we're going to make we it just happen. Put it out and everyone's listening in. So what I would challenge people is to say, who's in? Who is in that would want to be a part of this? You talk all these challenges that come out, right? Yeah. There's so many different challenges. But what if? Do you want to be a part of that challenge? That's 30 awesome. days. And then we come together and it's like, you get that photo shoot. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, that, that interview you get, I mean, God, powerful. And that's when you authentically, this business of show up authentically, do all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really interesting twist. That's like, a game changer, I think. I mean, okay. seeing these women after I've done these shoots, I've done a handful of them. There was that group mm-hmm. one, and then there was three or four others that I've done. My goal was to get 100 women in the book, create a coffee table book with a hundred women. So I think it would be incredible. And to see them show up in their authenticity, in their essence, was just, there's something so powerful about it. It's amazing. And then to sit around, if we do it in a group and have those conversations, it's just, wow. It, and it's almost like a documentary. Yeah. I think, okay, Kristen, <laughs> Here we go. you're going to be getting a call. You know how my mind works, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, this is how, and I want people to realize this is how it happens. A lot of times like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. Say it. Yeah. Say it because who knows? And who knows who's listening right now? That's right. You might be like, hey, I got the, I got this. I can help this. And this is how I want to be a participant in this. I mean, this is grassroots. This is, this is cool. This is such a... It really is. And it's, it goes back to your original question or the question that you were asking. And here's what I want to say that as more and more 
of the world of our lives are coming like it's a pressure cooker coming together. It's, I mean, we have to have this element of connection and self-care and getting into our own G zone. And it's not for other people to be having you do their 10 step. It's about you figuring it out. I want to mention one other thing and super important around this whole idea. And that is when you think about how we escape and I call it tune out. You got tune in and you got tune out and we're all so accustomed to tuning out. And I was queen of tuning out. I call it in my book, a relaunch, spark your heart to ignite your life. I call it hell in the hallway, hell in the hallway. (laughs) And I had so many doors that I had closed that Mm -hmm. I was cementing them so that they never opened. But what happens is, and it goes back to those bugs, your beliefs underground, you still have the keyhole. You still have underneath the door and the bugs, your limiting beliefs will always creep out. They'll Mm -hmm. always creep out until you open that freaking door and be willing to say, you know what? This is my relaunch. And going back to launch versus relaunch, a launch is something brand new. A relaunch is, you know what? You're innately amazing. You're innately so beautiful. So you got it. It's inside of you. We just have to come in and go chink, chink and break open that hard ass wall that we put around ourselves and then tap in. And that's where you relaunch into the next best version of you. I love it. That is beautiful. Thank you, Hillary. You brought that out of me talking about the project. So here you see, we speak it out and we will make it happen. What would you say are three of the most important lessons you've learned as a coach? One came from my mom. She used to say, it is what it is. All right. Everyone else is, it is what it is. All right. <laughs> it is what, because this is literally what she said. It is what it is. But here's the catch. She always said, so now what? And when I am coaching, I listen. Number one thing, you got to be a good listener as a coach, but then realize that pity parties end and then what? And I find that the tune-in process, and this is why we're starting to certify people with the neuro performance certification is because at that point, it's, but I can't figure it out. Yes, you can tune in, elevate yourself, be able to use it. And that's when you start to see the micro action. That's when you do realize. Tony Robbins said, you can't be stuck if you're even moving a small step forward. Any type of momentum allows you to not be stuck. It allows you to get from that place of overwhelm or underwhelm, Mm -hmm. because many of us are actually underwhelmed these days. Forget about overwhelm. We're just so underwhelmed by so many different things. And it allows you to kind of get past it and take that initial step. And so I think that from the perspective of where we're all going, I keep going back. You got to tune in. Yeah. Tune in. That's the key. Beautiful. Now, I want to keep on the mindset thing and business and the struggles that go along with all of that. So often we hear from experts like yourself who have been through this shit. They've been in the trenches and they've come out the other side. But just because you've come out the other side does not mean that the struggles are done, that those are gone and you don't have any more struggles. I would love to hear from you 
with what you have gone through in your life, the struggles that you've faced, now having gone through shit and come out the other side, what are some of the things that you still struggle with and how do you deal with those struggles now as opposed to how you did previously? So I think that I used to get into these ever loops, these loops. (laughs) (laughs) Here I go again. Here I go. Here I go. And I really think that through my studying growth, if I look at my true differentiation Mm -hmm. of where I have evolved from, I used to be coming out of Silicon Valley. I used to be all logic-based, just left brain, Give me the details. It was a dog eat dog world at the company for almost 10 years. And it was a man's world. It was. And I had the nickname of Pitbull and you're the biggest. (laughs) I think I was like queen bitch. It's like, huh? And where it evolved to is that I realized that in order for me to have a life that I really was proud of, that I was really, I could hang my head and I could feel like I have the grace of knowing I've done a good job and I'm not perfect. I have a lot of mishaps. When I do have my mishaps, my husband says, okay, Lucy, okay, Lucy, get back over here. I don't know where that's going off. But I used to be really harsh on myself. My bugs were gnarly. I mean, they were real. They were judges. They were the saboteur. They were like, there's nobody worse than those bugs. And I started to, I named the bugs and I had names for them. (laughs) And yeah, some of the names I can't say, (laughs) but I ended up realizing and I started to, I'm like the, the schizophrenic woman. I would be talking to, all right, I get it and I'm okay with it. And you're trying to keep me safe. You're trying to keep me in my familiar zone. That's what subconscious brains do, keep you safe and familiar. But this is why, and I'd start to explain to my bugs, like, this is why I'm going to do this. This is why I'm now going to go down this path. And remember when you hear negative voices in your head, it's not your wise woman. It's not your intuition. It's not source or spirit or whatever talking to you. Ego. It's ego telling you, come back. And so I have done, I think through all of the 20 years of coaching, I really practice what I preach. I use my tools. And that's why I am such a staunch, you got to use these. The more you use them, the more you're going to see success. And I've had people that I hire to be, which is really interesting. I hire them to help as a consultant in some area of my business. And during the process, I'll start to teach them my program and my ways. And I had somebody recently reach out and she's like, I just got to tell you, you taught me one of the most valuable coaching tips I've ever had. And I've been using tune in and I'll never not use it again. She's like, I feel guilty that you're paying me. And yet I took this away and I'm like, all good. That's where I'm evolving every single day. And when I evolve, I am in my Enneagram, in my, on my astrological, I am that creator that I share like I find something. So I relaunch beauty. I relaunch fashion. I relaunch fitness. Anything that I love, I'm going to share. 
And that's why one of the things that I did in my podcast for the first, I think, hundred episodes is at the end, I said, all right, favorite beauty product or a product you'd want to give to somebody. And then they would say it. I'm like, oh, so good. I swear I had to stop doing it because my husband's, okay, Amazon arrives every single day. You got to (laughs) stop. So now I'm like, okay, now I've used up all those products. I'm starting it up again. So I just did my first one the other day. But that's what I love. I love sharing what I hear, what I think works. Well, why uh, wouldn't we? I mean, that's part of what we were here as human beings to do is to share and to help each other. It's all part of the journey. Absolutely. And if we can, if I have something that someone else can benefit from, of course, I'm going to share it. Why not? Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's everything, I think. You give, you get. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to speak a little bit about your books. You mentioned, and we mentioned off the top, that you are a three-time international bestselling author. I'd love for you to speak a little bit about the books you've written. Tell us the titles, subject matter, what the experience was like for you sharing those stories and writing them, putting them out into the world. I would love to because I really am passionate. And there are a lot of aspiring authors out there. And... I had kind of a funny journey getting in. I thought I was going to write a book about women in the Silicon Valley and all (laughs) of the crazy stories that I have. And it ended up, I put out, I manifested this because I said, I don't want to just write a book. I want to learn how to write a book. Well, next thing you know, I am introduced to, he is a I think he's part of the business program at Georgetown, one of the top professors there. And he had a course that he had created around writing a book. Okay. And he took that, which was really successful. And he created this, you can write a book in a year. Now you're hearing because of AI, you could write a book in an hour. Yeah. But he had this course where you can actually get your book out there, get it published, have the experience of understanding it. Because he believes that once you have one book written, you'll write a second and a third. And you know what? I got to tell you, it's true. But I got into this very academic process. And I, all of a sudden, about 30 days in, I'm like, oh my God, couldn't I have just said I want to write a really (laughs) successful book and not have to go through the dealing of citations and all the research. And I'm like, oh my God, can I possibly go back and use this as my master's because it's so much. But I did it. And what was interesting is just when I was about to sign up for this, I got an opportunity to be in a collection. And it was an anthology where it had like a whole bunch of authors in this book. I think there were like 16 authors. And the woman came to me and said, write it and we'll polish it. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to write. I don't know how to do anything (laughs) of this. She says, don't worry, but get your story down. And I did it. And I thought I didn't write about Silicon Valley. I wrote about this kind of experience I had with my mom. And I'm like, God, there's so much more. I'm not saying nearly enough. And I decided after that came out, I'm like, I got to switch it up. And I talked to the main guy, Eric Coyster from New Degree Press. Mm -hmm. I think it's now called Manuscript. And I started to talk to him and he's, are you sure that other topic lights you up? I'm like, it doesn't. What lights me up is 3HQ. Let's go ahead and let's write the book on that using these stories. Cause it was funny. He would say, so what story could you use for this? And I'm like, well, I got all these client stories. I could use this, that, that. And then I want it to kind of be like my story of this and that. And he's like, holy 
moly, you got to use that story. So it started to just be chapter after chapter and the book evolved. But at the same time, a wonderful man in my life who's been a mentor for years, Dr. John Gray, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I just found out that he's still selling a million of those books a year. Holy shit. A million. Crazy. It outsold the Bible when it first came out. I mean, crazy, crazy. And he had a book that he was going to bring authors in. And I was invited to participate in that as well. And so I've started to really love the anthology. I think people call it different things, but there's these amazing people that come together and give chapters. I have another book coming out in June and it's from Rhonda Swan's Wild series. And it is around intuition. So you, I mean, you know, my jam is like all about that, how to manifest things, how to make it happen. And let's time, let's bend time to make it happen. (laughs) So I think that it's been a great journey. The one that I'm now writing is the follow-up to 3HQ. I can't say too much about it yet, but I think you all can probably figure out (laughs) based on what I've been talking about today, what it's going to be about. (laughs) And it's all about this concept of relaunching. It's the idea that we beat ourselves up that life isn't maybe where you thought it would be at this time. Yeah. And I guess I'm here on this earth to tell you, you know what? It's okay because we still have time. Oh, yeah. We still have the ability to create. Mm -hmm. We are creators. And that's where I get most excited. What's next for everybody? I love it. Well, this is a great segue into Relaunch. As I mentioned off the top, you are the owner and founder of Relaunch. Can you tell us a little bit about the business? Yeah, the business is evolving, right? Mm -hmm. It's constantly relaunching as new opportunities come. I look for in the company, I look for the ability to do one-on-one coaching with people, but also group because I do find that we are people that thrive by having connection. And that's Mm -hmm. another one of my core values. And so relaunch is really out there. And I put myself out there, whether it's the TV show that I co-host, Wake Up With Marcy, whether it's my new show coming out with Tigo, (laughs) which is the relaunch reel. That could be a great way to promote our next adventure together. And it's all about, it's the real, but it like the actual... TV reel, but then it's the realness. Mm. And as I go forward, I'm being offered some really amazing abilities to get on stages now and to speak to what we all think, but we're not willing to say what's Mm. there, but we're like, oh, if I say this, how will it be interpreted? And so I'm excited for what's coming with relaunch in that the more we're getting visibility, The more that we're reaching bigger audiences, the more that I know the message is resonating. And so there's some super interesting projects, and we're coming up with one right now, (laughs) that are impactful. That's what really matters to me. I want to keep bringing it back to the individual needs of people in the mid-zone because it is we're like the lost generation. Oh, you're too old. Oh, you don't have the tech knowledge. Oh, you're this, you're that. And it's who is telling us that? Who's defining us to be that? 
because it's so open to wherever we want to go. And I honestly have seen the most incredible relaunches and people have said, well, I really thought my big home run, my big hit, my big success was this when I was in my 30s or 40s. And now I've got people in their 60s and 70s. And I'm like, yes, let's it's just amazing. keep going. Yeah, let's yeah. keep going. Absolutely. Hillary, what is one thing you know now that you wish you had known when you first started your entrepreneurial journey? I would say beating myself up. I wish I had known that what I was experiencing were bugs in my head. I wish I had realized that negative talk was me just being a bitch to myself. Mm -hmm. I really wish I had known that earlier because I really beat myself up. And so now I look back and I'm like, gosh, pinch myself because I've been able to get through a whole lot of life's relaunches and all of those former versions of me. God, high five you all. <laughs> man, we, I mean, I had a near death experience when I was two and then it just kind of, it kind of started my relaunches and it's like way to go. And I wish I had been a bigger cheerleader to myself because I am there for others. Yeah. I just rarely was doing it for me. Well, you are now. So there you go. And I have to say, I got to put this in here. When we met in Vegas and we were talking, we had a conversation. We were standing at one of the bars and we were talking about the reciprocity of giving and receiving. And you pointed something out to me that I hadn't thought about. And we were talking about giving because I, like you, I love to give. And you had said, yes, that's great, but you also have to learn to receive. And that has stuck in my head since October, that conversation with you, because it is so important that we do, we have to learn to receive as well. As much as we love to give, receiving keeps that cycle going. So I wanted to thank you for that. I love that you just brought that up. And that's the whole idea of Aini. And for so many of us, we think that it's a sign of weakness. If we, oh, I don't want to be a burden. Yeah. Oh, I don't want, oh, I don't want to be perceived as weak, but there's so much greatness when somebody feels like, whether it's your spouse, whether it is, I even, I'll give you a great example. Yesterday on the plane coming back from where, or no, flying here to the Bay Area, I was about to put my bag up and this nice guy said, can I help you with that? And I looked at him and yeah, could I have lifted it up? Yeah, absolutely. But I looked at him and I said, you know what? I would love that. Thank you. And he did. And again, I said, thank you so much. That was really, and just, he felt like I, he looked at me and he's like, yeah, no problem. And I'm like, great. I accepted. But yeah. here, what that's doing is once I did that, then it's starting, like you just said, that cycle. But if I'm just giving, giving, first off, I want stuff to come back as well. And yeah. so it breaks the cycle versus mm -hmm. be willing to say, and it's not sexist to let a man open your door no. or open, help you with your suitcase yeah. or, you know what? It's just, it's like people want to help. It's human people decency. Wanna, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I, agree. I wanted to thank you for that lesson. Ah, I appreciate so that. I love that. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I think my superpower is curiosity and communication. I really, again, I could stop doing relaunch today and I would never lose that. But wait, you know, what, 
why does that do that? Or what, <laughs> what, how is this impacting? Or why is that process? Like, why does that work for some and not for others? And I could start again with something totally different because at the core root of who I am, those are my superpowers. Yeah. I see yeah. things a little differently and I know how to simplify. Speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? I would like to say success is being able to tap into your own personal power. And it's like charging your car. When you can plug in and you are in control of how much you're putting in, right? Because these people that like think about when you keep plugging in the charger, and they say, stop plugging it in, let it go, let it go down yeah. to the, the bottom. That's when you get a bigger charge. That's when you know your phone starts to work better. That's when your car starts to operate better. And yet we think we got to keep tapping off, tapping off. Mm. And so I really look at it like I am an energy worker. I know I have a gift for working with energy and really reading other people's energy. And so just like we've got to, all of us have to really look at it from don't be an energy leak, be an energy creator, mm -hmm. and that will change everything. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Power. <laughs> yeah. M, power. So I talk about personal possibility and powerhouse of possibility and when you talk about empower is that same reciprocity. It's the same Aini. It's the, when you, you remember Wonder Twins? Yep, remember I do. <laughs> Wonder, Wonder Twin Twins. powers activate. Yes. Wonder <laughs> Twin power activate. Yep. And I often think about that in empowerment. You can't do it yourself no. a lot of times, nor should you. And no. it goes to the very opening of this entire conversation. Mm -hmm. You really will be that much more valuable, that much more successful, that much more having the ability to become empowered when you empower others. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions. Yes, I thought that's what we were just doing. No, now it starts. <laughs> okay, gosh, I'm how, ready. How would you describe yourself in one word? Invincible. What is your favorite self-care practice? Hiking. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Tune in, two words. <laughs> but, That's oh, okay. Two, say, three, four say, words. It's okay. Yeah, okay. To tune in. Tune yeah. in as much as possible. It will change your life. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? One thing I want. You know what? I really want the mid-zone people to realize that they are the most important generation. Gen X is, I've said it before, the lost generation. We're mm -hmm. kind of sandwiched in and it's our time to shine. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? I got to say tune in. Yeah. Energy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Bring your energy. My gosh. Elevate, elevate, activate, literally. God, it changes everything. What is one thing you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance? My energy. I love it. I think I have, do you remember Samantha in Bewitched? Yes, I do. <laughs> My dad, when I was a little girl, said, Hillary, you are magic. Uh, 
And I think I haven't nailed down the twinkle of, or the little wiggle of my nose. nose yeah. But I think there's something there. I love it's these sad. TV references. This is awesome. That's why I'm doing that. I never do this. Amazing. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. I have a quick, I call it, I got to think of a better name, but I call it the money question. So something just to throw things off and change things up. If you could take one feeling or one belief and bottle it and give it to people, what would it be? An empowering belief that I would go ahead and give somebody as I would say, I am invincible. I mean, imagine if you're invincible and whatever you do, you couldn't fail. Bottle that up and give it to people. I'd bottle it up in those little spray bottles that that are like from the, what, 1920s. They're really pretty. And I kind of spritz it on myself whenever. (laughs) And then I'd spritz it on everyone else. If you could step into my shoes... What question would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? I would say, I would ask the question, what's next? That is your big, I call them scazy goals, scary and crazy goals. Scazy goals. I love that. (laughs) And here's the sad part. My kids, I have a lot of weird names for a lot of things. I've created a lot of words that are not in the Webster Dictionary. And my poor children didn't realize those weren't words until they started using it with their friends. And their friends would look at them like cross-eyed and say, what the heck? Dear God, it's like, what? Like scary, scary and crazy. I'm like, no. And they come home, mom, that's not a real word. I'm like, it's in our family. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think that I would ask that. Okay. I would. There you go. Answer your question. I would say my ultimate goal where I would have the platform to really impact would be a Netflix relaunch show. Ooh. That's a big one Yeah, because I've co-hosted, but really going into that relaunch, like I could just hear it like, mm-hmm. and next up, the relaunch. I just heard the Netflix, when you start a Netflix series, that little noise and the little music, I just heard that and yeah. then relaunch. The relaunch. <laughs> yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about <laughs> If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Alive or- Either. Doesn't matter, whatever you want. Okay. There is a woman from the 1930s who wrote one of my favorite books, and her name is Florence Scovel Shin. And she, in this book, you cannot believe what she writes on with mindset. And she's never talked about. And it's just so brilliant. And I would sit down, and a lot of times I try to do my own channeling with her. I'm like, God, you're brilliant. There's so much there because she was a trailblazer. And she went out on a limb and didn't care. She was putting out there in a time where even there were witch hunts and things like that. Just the idea of what then Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, ended up doing. But she was before that. It's just, it would be such an amazing conversation. And then I have to say, if I could sit with somebody alive right now. It would have to be Hoda Kotb from the Today Show because I, my other scazy goal is I want to be co-hosting with her because I just feel, you know how you feel energy and mm-hmm. you just feel like, God, we would just, I mean, I know she'd be my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're putting it out to the universe. You just. And I bet nobody's ever said that, right? No. Nobody on your show no. has ever said. <laughs> no, definitely not. I said probably two people that nobody's ever said. Yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Keep relaunching. 
this whole idea of the silver lining, I would say, you know what, everything that happens, there's always going to be a silver lining. Always. You may not see it right now, but faith over fear. Don't let it stop you in your tracks. Keep. What is that? What's that song? that Something about like, when the hell, keep going through it when the hell comes. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm not sure. It's, it's like when you got to go through, like hell is right there. You yeah. just got to keep moving forward. So lastly, Hillary, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, your tribe, your people, your corner of the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? I would say we have everything inside of us. I mean, we are miracles with just how we breathe, with how we are able to walk, how we are able to communicate. We are the miracle that we're looking for, but it's right inside of you. And so the wise woman or the wise wizard inside of you right now is so desperately wanting to communicate with you. Pause here, not just here, but listen, because there are wise words coming your way beautiful way to end the interview. Hillary, thank you so much. This has been an absolutely incredible, inspirational, amazing interview. I have enjoyed every moment of it. Thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today and share your wisdom and your knowledge and your journey and the beautiful light that you put out into the world through the work you do. Brad, thank you for continuing to do what you're doing. And I feel blessed that you asked me to be on the show. So thank you. I am honored. It is my complete pleasure and honor to have you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Hillary DeCesar. She is an award-winning peak performance business and mindset mastery coach, a three-time international best-selling author, and the founder of The Relaunch Company. Thank you so much, Hillary. Have a beautiful rest of your day. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.